Prayer is about requesting. Shall we bow our heads a minute? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer that we can come to your throne and ask this morning that you be with each one of us. Open our minds and our hearts now that we can draw closer to you through this message that you have given us. May you speak through me the words that you would want our congregation to hear this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for being with the congregation, for we ask it in your name. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew 6. What is important in this here chapter? Huh? Everything's important, but what is one of the main things that it mentions here? The Lord's Prayer. Now, the one thing that we hear the Lord's Prayer said many times, funerals and so on, but actually to say the Lord's Prayer you should qualify first to be able to say it. Because the prayer itself has got a lot in it, doesn't it? And it says even there in 8, it says, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Isn't that great? In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So he says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you yours your trespasses. So, he's saying, pray in like manner. He didn't say pray it, period. As such, he said in like manner. And we we see it so often, people that we know that have no concern about religion or anything else, they're quick to sing it or pray it or whatever or repeat it. And yet, do they really qualify? Since the Lord's prayer opens with an exclusive desire to bring honor and glory to God, we are taught to pray for this, his glory, his kingdom, and his will in verse 11. However, we are taught to pray for ourselves. On the surface, this surface, this petition seems narrow and selfish compared to the broad and non-selfish attitude manifested in the first part of the prayer. Yet, even this request for personal needs is intensely spiritual in nature. Prayer is about adoration, devotion, and worship. It's also about asking, dependence, and needs. Let's consider the simple sentence, Give us this day our daily bread. As we do, we are going to learn that prayer is about requesting. How many of you prayed this morning? Okay, 
How many of you prayed for me this morning? Mm, Two. That's not too bad. Three. How many of you thought about it? You know, you're supposed to pray for the people leading out in your church every Sabbath. Even through the week, those who are preparing for the Sabbath, we should pray for them. Because God will answer our prayers. And the more that pray, the more apt that he's going to work with you. So, you know, to be a praying church, we have to learn to pray, don't we? There is a need always for prayer. Give us our day, our, this day our daily bread as we do. We're going to learn the prayers about requesting, as I stated. The devotion of this prayer, by coming to God to ask for the basic needs of life, we are entering into a time of profound worship. In reality, no higher form of worship exists than that for a child of God to enter into the presence of his or her Heavenly Father, unashamedly declare, I cannot make it. Without you, I am totally dependent upon you, Lord. How many of you have prayed that? You don't have to raise your hands, but I'm sure most of us have. We believe in God's power. When we pray for God to meet our needs, we are proclaiming our faith in his power to do just that. We are telling our Father that we believe he is able to take care of us. You believe that? This is the Bible testimony concerning our God. And that's in Job 42.2. It says there, I know that you, or God, can do everything, that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. It means we have a powerful God, doesn't it? And there in also Luke one thirty seven, it says, With God nothing is impossible. And also Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Well, that's a promise, isn't it? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly. One sort of says the other is more than you can even comprehend. Above, Above all that we ask or think. Do you ever go through the day and all of a sudden you have a short prayer? Now do you, now can you imagine that God knew that you were going to pray that before you did? And he knows what's in your mind right now. Every thought. According to the power that works in us. Okay. We believe in God's promises. When we pray this simple prayer, we are confessing our faith in the promises God has made to his children. The Bible is very clear when it tells us that the Lord will take care of his own. And there in Psalms 37, 25 to 26, he says, I have been young and old. I've been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends. And his descendants are blessed. Are you a descendant? Definitely. And also in Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 
says, we believe in God God's personality. When we ask God for the daily needs of life, we are not trying to twist his arm to get him to give us the things he does not want us to have. Sometimes we pray for ridiculous things, don't we? And we expect God to fulfill them. But he knows what's good for us. And down the road, after we find out if we had prayed that prayer, it would have been the worst for us if it had an outcome. We are humbly, it says we are merely laying hold on his provision. We are humbly acknowledging his willingness to give. Nothing honors God more than his children coming to him in childlike faith, asking him for what they need and believing that he loves them and that he is a generous God. What 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 happened with the disciples, with Jesus Christ when the disciples wanted to shoo the little kids away? What was his reply? Pardon? Yes. He wanted the little kids to come to him. Are we little kids? Yeah, we're his children. So he wants us to come to him. And he said, don't put them away. For heaven is like these little kids. It's going to be nice, ain't it? Can you remember back when you were a little kid? I know some of you go back maybe this morning. <laughs> but if you could remember when you were a little kid, where were your cares? They were all centered on your parents, weren't they? Your parents took care of you. Here God is our parent. God is not a miser who must be persuaded to meet our needs. He's our father and he delights in giving us the good things of life. And that's in Luke twelve thirty two. The dependence of this prayer, not only does this prayer honor the Lord by worshiping him as the great giver, he is also expresses the, expressing the total dependence of God's children upon their heavenly father. Notice what this prayer says about us and our relationship to the heavenly father. It is a prayer of confession. This simply statements this simple statement says, I can't meet my own needs, but you can. When we pray this prayer, we are confessing our own weaknesses and limitations and confessing that we believe God is able where we're not. When we pray this prayer, we're not testing in our own ability to work and provide food for our tables. It's a prayer of confidence. The idea of this simple prayer is this give us Day by day, the things that are necessary for life. This is not a request for God to meet needs that have not yet risen. It is an expression of faith in God that says, I believe you will take care of me one day at a time. And that's in Matthew six thirty four, and it says, Therefore, do not worry about what? Tomorrow. For tomorrow will do what? Or it says about its own things. Sufficient the day is its own trouble. <laughs> right. If you're looking for tr- trouble, you probably find it, right? Okay. It says here, 
on the service this request gave us the stay or day bread is a simple, straightforward request. And yet, when you think about it, this prayer is very large in its scope. A communal prayer. Notice the words us and our. Give us. Right? And we pray to our Father. This is not a prayer that can be prayed selfishly. It's not just about getting my needs met. It's about praying for the needs of the family of God. We are challenged and command to have the best interests of our brothers and sisters at heart as we pass through this life as we, and as we pray. Philippians 4.19 This is, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And there in Matthew six twenty five to 34, it's a good text if you like to worry. Because it tells you not to worry. God knows everything and he knows what's going to happen next and he knows what you need. Don't worry. I say be, con- be concerned with things. But don't worry about it. For what does worry do for you? It puts a lot of stress on you, doesn't it, for one thing. You're so concerned with it, a lot of us can't sleep at night because of worry. And you see people come to work that look like they didn't quite get enough sleep. And they drag through the day because they're worrying about something. But they need to tell somebody, don't they? And the sooner they share it, the less the load is. It says, we are to pray for one another for preachers, teachers, missionaries, single mothers, struggling teenagers, families that are suffering, and those who are sick, and for every conceivable need in the lives of others. Are we praying for that? It is a comprehensive prayer. One commentator said this phrase could be expressed in this way. Give us this day the things sufficient for our subsistence. This is more than a prayer for food on our plates. This is a humble request for God to provide everything we need to make it through each day. If we could ever get to the place where we truly trust him for all we need, day by day, worry would no longer be a part of our lives. And that's in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It is not wrong to pray for our needs. Some people will not pray for themselves, believing it is selfish and not spiritual. Jesus clearly commands us to pray for the necessities of life. Therefore, let us not be ashamed to bring every need and every matter to him, knowing that he will hear us, sustain us, and supply us as we move through this world. May the Lord help his people realize that we are to ask, and if we ask, we will receive. And that's in Matthew 7, 7 to 11, and James 4, 2. God is not a tight-fisted, mean-spirited, heartless dictator who delights in watching his children struggle. He is a gracious, loving, heavenly father who delights in giving his best gifts to those who know him. And you know my sermons are short. I encourage you to come to the Father and tell him about the needs in your life. Never be afraid and never be ashamed. 
and never limit your prayer to important matters. Come to him and call on his name, believing that he cares, that he hears, and that he will answer you for his glory. Haven't we got a wonderful God? Amen. Well, that's the end of your lesson today on prayer. So we'll sing our closing song at this time. And you're saying, wow, you really had a short one today, huh? If you got all that I mentioned this morning, this afternoon when you have prayer, don't forget your your church family. A lot of people in church need prayer. Just because you come to church doesn't mean that you don't need praying for. So let's remember those that need our prayers. One of the things that when we get to heaven will be gone, prayer. There'll be no need for it. Shall we bow our heads? Our Heavenly Father, you've asked us to come to you and let you know our needs and our wishes and the things that will further the relationship between you and I. Bless us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Raise us up on high that we can walk as you walk, as Jesus walked. May we spread the message that time is short and that your soon return is imminent. Bless each one here as they leave, Lord, and keep watch over them until we meet again. For we ask it in your precious name. Amen.